lot like I've been thinking a lot recently do you know who has the most overrated um, basketball team in our fantasy group who well, so that's how we're starting it <laughs> yeah that's how we're starting it it's great day your team is so overrated I don't know how you're five and oh it's crazy hey man uh yo shout out to shout out to the homie that, that gave me Kyle Lowry for for the for my fourth round no fifth round pick yo that was bullshit. that was probably that was probably the biggest deal i was like yo this is crazy you know the funny thing is i tried to make a trade for kyle lowry earlier but he was asking for way too much so i said nah i'm not doing it bro and then you literally made the trade like right after yo he made he, yo he offered me kyle lowry and the sixth pick for patty mills and my i think first he said third or fourth pick and i was like nah if you want that pick you gotta give me Devin booker Wait. And then he gave, and then after he's like, nah. Wow. And then he gave me the he he sent me the same trade, but changed the the pick I think to my fifth pick or my fourth pick. And I was like, you know what, I'll do that trade. And then thank God, Patty Mills started playing bad, so he dropped him. So and you, I ended up winning that trade. And you still have, so that means you still have your top three picks. Yeah. So you could still potentially make a trade. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Okay. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like right now, if I need to make that final push for the playoffs, I got that second round pick. I'm gonna dash in there to make that final push. I, I don't think your team is good enough. I'm telling you, you got you got a lot of early wins, but I think that you may finish in the bottom of the playoffs. My team's of the playoffs. My team's hot right now. I'm about to I'm about to pull my team up because I didn't know that we're going straight off the bat like that, bro. I, I'm about to pull you my know what? team, I see, team up. It, I see what Ron is saying. You have a lot of overachievers still, like. Jordan Poole, yeah. Bamba, when Clay Mello, comes back, Johnson. Nah, Russell these guys. Too. These guys are staying. Larry's staying who he is. D'Angelo, he's gonna start playing better. Trust me, that Keldon ain't Johnson. Happening. I don't know about Keldon Johnson. Carmelo, he's gonna be up and down. You know, six man of the year. Mo Bamba, I think he's gonna be who he is. Giannis is Giannis. RJ, that's the one that's been hurting me. Because, mm-hmm. like, yo, this, this guy started off nice. Mm-hmm. And then when the Knicks started going downhill, this guy went downhill with them. That, and Drew's doing his thing. B.I., he's... Uh, I don't know. And Zion's coming. Me. Zion's coming back, man. So you know what's going to happen. With JV, better. JV, him, and Zion, it's going to be too much for him. Nah, that'll be fine. Because then it gives the pressure off of him because he's number one option. They got Zion. Zion will be number one. You dash the ball to B.I. and then Valanciunas is number three. For so, you know, his, number, his numbers might go down a bit, mm-hmm. but his efficiency is going to go up, and that's what I need. Yeah, we'll see, man. I, honestly, I, I was looking at your team, and I was like, okay, it looks all right, man. But You guys are just lucky that Michael Porter's out, too. No, no, that, that's a big loss, though. Huge because loss. like if he's out for the whole year, what happens, man? That was your first overall pick. Yeah, don't talk about that. What, I know. What, what happened, <laughs> no way, with that? man? What What happened? You need You need to explain yourself with that one. Oh, it was my first pick. Yo, yeah. I was expecting this guy to have a big year, like literally. Oh, so wait, like I, so it wasn't. A I auto, thought he was gonna drop like twenty a game. It wasn't an auto draft. It, you actually no. Nah, that was a, that was a, that was actually my pick. Cause <laughs> I thought home. I thought homeboy was gonna drop twenty a game, and he was averaging like ten. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. He's gonna pick it up, and then. The injury. back injury came back, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is <laughs> this is horrible. So it but, is horrible. So even with him, I'm giving myself a good cushion, so just in case. True. Facts, you did. No, no, but even with playing with the MVP, 
And guys like Chris Middleton, guys like uh, I think even Ben Simmons, Clay mm-hmm. Thompson, you still picked him for first though. He wasn't. He was. He wasn't injured at the time. No, he was healthy. No, no, I know he was healthy, but you still pick him like for like we're talking first round, first pick. Yeah, that was my number one guy. Man, that was that was my guy. I was expect I was expecting him to have big things this year. Like there was Rudy Gobert. Bam. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly. With Michael Porter. I, yeah, <laughs> that, that's exactly <laughs> why I'm worried about your team. I'm like, you know what? If I man, man, don't be worried. I'm 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 topping the I'm topping the standings right now. Don't worry about me. Yo, let's see where you are in 15 weeks. That's <laughs> what'll matter the most. 16 weeks, that's what I said. Right now I'm just trying to rack up as many wins as I can. I'm facing uh band-aid boys right now. So our matchup is still pretty close right now. Looking at it, like we're tied in assist. If I once I get that, I, it's gonna be four or five, and I'm gonna get rebounds. It's gonna be four five four. Jeez. All I gotta do is squeeze. All I gotta do is squeeze out these these Ws. All right, look at that quick math, eh? Quick math, okay. Oh no, I got I got right here in front of me. I'm looking at it after Ron started taking shots. I was like, nah, nah, nah. nah. Let me look at my my team. my team is not in any position for me to be taking shots. But I feel like if I were to get you in the first round, I'd beat you. <laughs> you think you would yo i think you think you'd be that's me. the thing i think i can so <laughs> that's all i need man i just need the thought going through my head positive thoughts there. that's the key hey don't forget kyle larry is still not playing comfortably yet so you know like that's another player people gotta look out for mo bamba rj barrett's gonna turn like turn that corner i don't know Jordan about Poole, that. you got me there he, he may dip but i don't think he's gonna dip that much when clay comes back Cause like they're probably just gonna play small when Clay yeah, comes back exactly. with, with like Steph, Poole, uh, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond. Oh, and uh, Gary Payton Jr. No, no, he's coming off the bench. He, <laughs> he's not taking. He, he's not taking um, Jordan Poole's minutes. He doesn't get buckets like him. Yeah, that's true. Like honestly, like this year has been you know an exciting year. Everything is kind of flipped. All the teams that are at the top aren't teams we're used to. So hopefully, you know this mm-hmm. is a. Uh, this doesn't happen. I don't want you to win. I want it to be a Humber man winning every <laughs> single year. So we don't need anyone from Sheridan. We don't need anyone from UFT Rice and wherever. We don't need any of those guys winning. Oh, shout out to Sheridan. <laughs> okay. Well, I can actually say I, I can actually say I'm a Sheridan alumni now. So so yeah, I'm repping Sheridan for 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 this fantasy league now. Before I was just like undeclared. No man, no, no, no. You, you, no, you're not winning. You know we can't allow it. If you win, man, we need to re- rename the league. Yeah. When was like that? The, we got called, got called the Sheridan League. Oh, that would be a diss thing. No, no, I, w- I would leave. I would retire right after. This. I would have to retire. Has Ron in? I because you uh, you're like the encyclopedia for this. Has a first place ever won? Yeah, Chris, man. Other than Chris. Is Chris the only one? Oh, I think I think AJ won the first year too. When and he, he was in got, first place. Mm, okay. He was in first place. Those are the only two times. Every time, it's always someone that's not. Yeah, someone so, that's not. So, ooh, yo, Dre, you may want to lose finish, some games. I'm, I'm not even trying to. I'm not even trying to finish first. I'm just trying to build up enough so that when the playoffs get around, I don't got to worry like last year and try to make a playoff push. So, so if it's the last, last year's rough, and let's say um, your one game. You're one game above, and you can most likely win. Would you lose just to move out of first, or would you just hold first? Uh, depends on the matchup. 
Like I would look, I'll literally look back at my previous matchup with the, yeah. like everyone at the bottom mm-hmm. and be like, all right, who do I have a better chance against? But you, you can't really tell. Let's just say like, let's say you were undefeated. Mm-hmm. Let's say you went undefeated. Would you go for the perfect season and finish in first? Or would you take that one loss and why down? not, man? At that point, yeah, I'm going for the perfect season. I made it that far. I might as well. I know, and you don't have to worry about anybody, man. Like you've beaten everyone at that point. That's to me. Yeah. That makes no sense for him to lose. No, any no, games. no, no, no. But you got to remember, you could win some weeks seven two, and you can win five four. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, man. No matter what, at that point, he would always finish first. So it doesn't matter who he gets. He just has to beat him, and hopefully, it's me because I think I'll beat him. Sky said, "Hopefully, it's me." <laughs> Yo, Ron, you. I don't think I faced you yet. No, like, you haven't. I have to, you know, I have to stand up for my Green Bay Packers after last year's fiasco losing to you guys. So let me <laughs> let me see when I face you because I think it might be deep into the season. Uh, I think I have you week, week uh week nine. I think it is. What's the name of your team, Ron? Mine's uh, Sky High Dreams. Okay, the hold team on. that's all black in their picture. Donda. Let's see. Oh, I face you week eight. So it's coming, man. We'll see. Yeah, yo, your beatdown's coming real Jeez. soon. So yo, keep, 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 keep talking spicy. Yo, why yo, don't you guys I'll have keep a quick bet? Bro, what kind of bet? It's always skip the dishes with me. This guy says skip the dishes. I'll do a $5 bet. <laughs> right now I'm a broke, but I'm on a budget right now. Okay. Until, until, I head, until I head back to work, then I'll be like, yeah, skip the dishes on me. All right, then $5, whatever, man. We'll just do it that way. If it's a tie, you guys give me $5. Bro, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> You're not getting any of my money, man. As a matter of fact, I want you to order me a dinner, a meal for tomorrow night, yo. The heck? Fuck out of here. Oh, this guy's cashing this in. Okay. <laughs> but guys, uh, thank you for listening to episode 33 of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. You guys can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. You guys can follow us on IG at KNN Podcast and on Twitter at KNN Pod. So as you guys can see, we have our second guest this week. He's my boy Dre Day from work. I call him Jeez, the geez. podcast OG. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything before we start? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I'm a man from Brampton. You know, I got my ends. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, what's it called? I got a podcast with my homie Jay called the Man's Are Mossing Podcast. So if you guys haven't listened to that, make sure you guys go check it out. Where we, you know, talk bear nonsense, shenanigans. We crack bear jokes, and you know, nothing's off limits. And we just have bare hot takes. So if you guys are into that kind of stuff, make sure you tune in to Man's Are Mossing. All right, man. Mm-hmm. But I guess um. Where we'll start today, just keep it with sports, because we were talking about fantasy. I guess it's not really sports, but like, KD, man. Do you see all the shit he's going through for those ashy legs? <laughs> hey, man, that's his fault for that, bro. I, I seen this uh, tweet the other day, mm-hmm. or last night, that said, like, KD doesn't, have, doesn't know any self-care, like, any <laughs> self-care regimens. I saw Because they like how this guy comes... Yeah, they're yeah. like all this guy does is come. He doesn't brush his hair, doesn't um, doesn't comb his beard, doesn't get lineups or nothing, <laughs> doesn't lotion his skin. He literally just wakes up and ball. Bro, like he's the true definition of that. 
Ball is life, you know? Ball is life. So I hear that. Oh my god. I hear that. I don't get it. But you got cream your legs. Bro, that's like I, I feel like it's a black person basic essential thing. You gotta cream your legs. It doesn't matter if you're wearing tights, high socks, man. You gotta do that, man. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like even going to even going to the gym, like I would make sure my body's all lotioned up because like even though like I know I'm not going to be, like, taking off my shirt or pants or anything. I still want to make sure that if something does happen where, like, you know, my pants gets, like, lifted up a bit and my, my ankles are exposed or something, I'm not trying to have someone just, like, you know, get a good laugh Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, his legs literally look like he took a hot shower, like a super hot shower, and he didn't lotion his skin for, like, hours. Bro, it looks like he's never seen a bottle of lotion in his life. That's what it looks like based on that picture. That's crazy, man. <laughs> what if it's a new tattoo design? Stop this, Mike. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so? Like, sometimes these tattoos look pretty lifelike, so. Mm. Nah, that's not it, though. <laughs> There's no way, man. Just look at the hair. Look at the beard like they said, man. It's like everything coincides with him not lotioning himself, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could utilize this. I saw this. One of my friends, he posted up that this guy should use it to make a partnership with some sort of company, Shea Butter, any type of company, just to, you know, <laughs> he start lotioning up and do that his thing, man. I think that would be smart for him now. Oh, like, oh, you know what? He could partner with Dove, eh? He could make some big money off of Dove. And Vaseline, anything, man. Just Nivea. somewhere. Yeah, he's he's got to he nah, he's got to stick with the black people products with the cocoa butter because I don't think Dove will work. For him. <laughs> <laughs> like his skin, his skin literally looks like he needs like like the heavy duty, like you know the ones people use for like their rough hands and all that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's that's literally what what KD needs right now because this guy, this guy's mad dry, bro. I don't know how that that doesn't itch or nothing. <laughs> Yo, you're ruthless, man. <laughs> have you ever been that ashy in your life i've been that ashy when i was a kid but like not recently <laughs> yeah. like 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 there's just there's certain times like i'll take a shower and i'm like all right i'm not gonna lotion myself tonight and then like halfway through the night i'm like yo i gotta lotion myself because like my skin feels too dry and i'm itchy and all that fair enough man <laughs> but, but katie katie's unfazed like i i i a part of me kind of find at first i was like yo why is katie have to like respond to this on twitter but then after like a day i was like you know what i find it funny that this guy like responded on twitter because like oh his clap back it really it really shows his he's human yeah, yeah no, his clap is. back was serious <laughs> yeah <laughs> i never knew he would say that talking about bringing out you know talking about you when when someone claps back about people's their money Ooh, you know it's uh it, it touched his soul it touched <laughs> it touched him <laughs> he had nothing else to say because he's like damn everyone's like, getting at him but it's true man this is something that is so noticeable i don't know he just needs to fix up mm-hmm. man he's 33 like he's definitely been roasted about this his whole life yeah. if oh, he, it's sure. something that's persisted like this come on chill but but the crazy thing about this whole situation to me is that you got to really watch what you're doing because these cameras will pick up any and everything. It's super crazy because <laughs> like, how are you telling me you you picked up that little piece of skin between the tights and the socks? Like <laughs> that's like a, that's like maybe five millimeters of skin and a camera was able to pick that up. That's, 
Hey man, these yo, you got Twitter, yo, Twitter to Twitter's there for all that smoke, yo. You can't get caught lacking. Once Twitter sees something, <laughs> someone's you know someone's zooming in on that and they're gonna crop that part and be like, yo, what is it? It's true, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know about that guy. But he is a damn good basketball player, so he is. I Maybe guess the ash, that's really why he got a pass. Maybe it is, you know, who knows? He starts getting all lotioned up, he may be bad. <laughs> but we'll see. That's actually facts because yo he doesn't. When you look at KD, yo Keith, like as as the tweet that I saw said, yo this guy literally looks like he does not do any self care in any way. Like this guy just he just literally wakes up, doesn't brush his hair, probably just brushes his teeth. You know, you know when people come, they rub their face <laughs> and their chin and all that stuff. They rub the top of their head. Like he like even like when he was going bald, this guy. Well, he is going bald the back of his yeah. head. This guy, like, this guy's hair looks so dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck, man. But I, I, I like the fact that he also tweeted saying that he's not a role model because, like, um, people were getting at him saying that he shouldn't be saying what he was saying after. Yeah. I Like, that, that yeah. takes me to another point, you know. Like, I hate whenever people put such high standards on these people to be role models. I know people do look up to them. But I feel like mm-hmm. us as adults in kids' lives should do a better job at making them have role models that are people in their life. Because you can't control what somebody like him does, you know? Like, if he takes mm-hmm. something so personally and he wants to clap back, why is everyone getting at him saying, hey, you got to be better for all the kids? It's like, bro, you be better for your kid, man. Leave it alone. Yeah, facts. But It's not my kid, it's your kid. But exactly. at the same time, you know unfortunately he is a role model so don't you think because he's in that position of power let's you know i'll call it as it is he's the you know he's Mm -hmm. in that position shouldn't he you know be responsible and just act and conduct himself in a proper manner you don't remember uh, what peter parker's uncle said with great power come great responsibility so he needs to be more responsible you know so you know own up to stuff and set the example but the thing about I, it I, no you go on oh no go, go ahead ron i was just oh, saying no, the so thing what, about what I was it say, yeah you go oh <laughs> uh, so basically what i was gonna say is um yeah i remember we had the same conversation on on, on like my podcast about like role models and everything because like i agree with mike 100 percent. but like i had someone that like commented on that same video and they were saying that like it's just like the way it is for like certain like black people and everything they don't really have anyone to really look at in their life as like an uncle some of them don't have their fathers in their life or other role models to really look at so from that perspective i said to that person yeah you're 100 percent right about that because you know it's true but i feel like you depending on an athlete or celebrity to be a role model for your kid is kind of more of like more pressure to that person than it needs to be because they already have the pressure of one being in the the media's eyes so anything you do gets scrutinized or gets dissected you also have your own family that you're trying to be a good role model for your own kids and other family members you're trying to be a good leader for your own team and then on top of that now i gotta be a role model for someone else's kid it's like come on um like i just personally think that you as a collective it's not just i know that the people may not have fathers mothers people in their life direct people that they can reach but any adult in a kid's life can be a role model 
You just have to have a positive mm-hmm. influence on the kids. For me, I don't, this is something I always tell Mike, don't defend other people because you don't know them. You don't know what they've grown up with. You don't know how they truly are. These guys put on mm-hmm. images or characters on the screen for us in order for us to, you know, see whatever they want us to see. We don't know if they're truly that good. Case in point, for example, like yeah. we've seen what's happened with people like Bill Cosby or R. Kelly. I'm pretty sure they were role models mm-hmm. for people too. But now people are seeing all the things that are happening and then they're just like trying to cancel them or whatever, you know? Like it's just like, why do you put yeah. so much faith in people you don't know? We have to be better as a society. Yeah. Or I, I, I say primarily black people in this because that's obviously our group. But I feel like we just have to do a better job at being positive influences to the youth around us. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I definitely agree with that 100 percent. no I, I i agree with both of your points as in um these athletes musicians actors they shouldn't be the one and only role model but they're still you know there's these young adults kids are going to have i think they should have multiple role models and one of them should be obviously their parents um maybe another adult in their family but then you know they're for sure gonna have you know their favorite athlete or their favorite musician as a role model which Mm -hmm. you know i don't see anything wrong with but just focus on the art you know don't look at me you dre day a kid look at us that we have no influence on and then look at our soul our personal life as what you want to emulate Look at our podcasting ability. You know, that's what you know us as. Focus on that. Don't focus on all our the other stuff. consistency and stuff like that. Exactly. You know, you can take small things from different people you're around. I take stuff from you, mm-hmm. Mike. I take stuff from Dre Day. Like, I take stuff from all these people that I, that I encounter just because. You know, I feel like that's something that if I utilize, it'll benefit me. Kids can't discern mm-hmm. like that. So at that young of an age, so I feel like that's the role of the parents at that point in time for them to make that influence in their life. Yeah, to kind of explain to them to be like, you know what, I understand like this is your favorite player. I know you look up to them, but you know, like it, like you still got to kind of build out who you are as a person. You can kind of like try mimic them as like a player. Like you try to copy KD as a player and everything. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But then if you're going to start being like, yo, I don't think Katie should be posting him smoking weed. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's what I want to do. It's my life. Like, you can't tell me what I can and can't post. Or exactly. if he gets like pissed drunk or something and he's talking reckless, then it's like, oh, we don't want that. And it's like, why? I didn't, I didn't hurt anyone. I didn't say nothing to hurt anyone's feelings. I just was just running my mouth. Like how I talked to like my mandem or something like exactly. that. But. The only thing with that is you got to remember, this is towards the young children, right? So they don't mm-hmm. know better. We know for a fact at our age and our experience, we know, hey, smoking and drinking, we shouldn't do, especially if we want to be an athlete or maybe. Or like moderation. Yeah, right. But mm-hmm. these young kids, they don't know. They're, they're a sponge. They're a, they absorb everything mm-hmm. that's around them. So but that's when it comes down yeah. to the adults, you know, like if it's your kid, yeah, you have to have a better influence. You can't we like I feel like this whole society right now, 
we're always trying to project our problems onto like it's somebody else is always the cause of our problems it's always somebody mm -hmm. else it's never us like i feel like if we truly looked in the mirror we would see that a lot of the problems we experience are due to us a lot of the problems our kids yeah. experience is due to us like if our mm -hmm. parents put like our parents i i guess our generation they put a lot of time into raising us you know what i mean like so we were pretty principled i'm sure of it when we were in school we weren't easily influenced by anybody but it seems now our generation us as adults with our kids it seems like because of i guess all the you know stresses of life you know all the things that we focus on we're letting other people raise our kids other people, you know, show them what's right and what's not right. So I feel like that is definitely a problem. And we should take that back, you know, like, and make our kids' lives a little bit easier, you know? I feel like, I feel like their life is already a little bit easy. It's just kind of more of like, I feel like the stuff that we kind of had to deal with now is a little bit, it's a lot different than like the stuff our parents had to deal with like back then, especially like, like the one thing I even like emphasize to my mom a lot of days now is like, is that she, she would be like, oh, you guys have it so easy nowadays. Like, you know, you can live at home and you have everything that you need. But it's like, yeah, but on top of that, we're also dealing with like um, in Toronto, we're dealing with like the, the housing market. That's not the greatest. You know, we also have to deal with the fact that, you know, the planet's like dying and we're actually paying attention to it now. So some people look at it as like, yo, what's the point if this is going to all burn and like die in the next like 50 years? And then on top of that, there's like so much change within the world with like, the fact that like now we have like um people like emphasizing with pronouns we also have um uh what's it called we have like technology progressing the way it is now and it's like so much people living like fomo so they don't want to be left behind especially with like crypto nfts and everything so it's just and the fact that we're we're, we're not even just comparing ourselves to just the people in the community now we're compared to ourselves to the other person in like sweden that has like nothing else to worry about and they're living like a different lifestyle so it's just like i feel like when it comes down to like parenting now there's just so much distractions and so much like opinions out there that makes it more difficult for people to even know how to raise their and kids that, properly because that's definitely true yeah i, I like I, I fully agree with what you're saying the the only thing that i would challenge is that like if we like the first four years of kids lives that is the most impactful time of their life like and unfortunately, due to the stresses of life, many of us are, you know, daycare is a big thing. You know, our kids are going yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Their influences are not necessarily us due to the stresses of life. I do understand that that's not something we can control. But then it's like when we are in the presence of our kids, that's when we have to focus on them and then try to principle yeah. them. Like like my parents mm -hmm. growing up, they didn't have the easiest like life. They were always working when we were young. So much so that my young, my older sister was watching us, you know, just as much as our parents were at times and then other influences. But then the thing is, whenever my parents were around, they were always imparting some sort of, you know, discipline, wisdom, like knowledge on me. You know, they were always challenging me to, you know, critically think when it came to homework, they would look at my homework and say, yeah this is too easy, do this. And then like, they'll write up questions for me to answer. They'll get us books to read. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you put it, if you always feel the onus is on yourself, you know, you're always going to, you're, you're never going to pass the buck, you know? Maybe if a teacher mm -hmm. can have some influence, but you have the majority of influence on them. You know, that's how I look at it. 
I know that it's not that easy, obviously, with society, but I think it is possible if we tried a little bit harder. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, for sure. I agree with you 100% wrong, but it's just that there's so many of those other situations, not like, not exactly like your household, but in other household where it's one parent, right? And the other, the parent may have to work extra hours, multiple jobs to bring in that, to, to bring in uh, the money to pay the bills, to keep a roof over their head, to buy food, right? So when you look at it like that, it's hard for the parent to be in a positive impact for that kid. Um, that's why I'm just yeah. trying to say, you know, with the athletes, they can cert like if you want to drink, if you want to smoke, that's fine. But do you really got to post it on social media? Just be a little bit more discreet, dis discreet with it. That that part makes sense. I, I'm not down for everyone posting every single thing that they do on social media. Um, it doesn't make much sense mm -hmm. to me. So I, I can stand. I can see that that makes sense too. Nah, but that's the age we're living in, though. Like, um, like I'm even someone that, like, well, at a certain point for me personally, I was always like posting everything I was on, like, doing online. So, like, if I'm going to a restaurant or something, I'm posting pictures. If I'm meet, if I made a certain meal, I'm posting pictures. I'm posting pictures all the time. But like now, compared to like back then, I don't do it as like as much. But like adding on to like even what Mike was saying when he was um with like the single parents and everything. Which like I, I say this uh, I, I said this like a good amount of times where I feel like we're in a we're in a time that single parents are going to be at its highest point just because like the fact that like we live in like this generation now with people kind of like obviously it's kind of more of like this gender wars that we're going through Bro, right now. Oh my where, god! <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just it's just, so it's just kind of more like I feel like now it's going to be so much like scrutiny now with like going forward where it's like it's going to confuse a child even more because like you got like a mom and dad that probably just hooked up once which that's becoming more frequent with the fact that we got like tinder we got hinge we got bumble we got All like people them. sliding into your dms on on ig and everything you link up with them once smash you get the girl pregnant boom 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 you have the kid things don't work out between you and them now that kid's already in a broken home situation where he's going from home to home different values different morals and sometimes like them looking at someone else as a celebrity is kind of their gateway to be like well this is the only consistent thing that's in my life is how this person acts online or how's this like nowadays for the kid uh for kids is twitch streamers and youtubers and we all know that like, those guys are just like regular people like yeah. us that's just recording a podcast and just giving their opinions mm -hmm. and living their life. They're posting everything, staying engaged on Twitter. And I feel like even with that, it just kind of adds more stress, one, on the person creating the content now because you kind of have to now become something you don't want to be as in a role model. And two, uh, for the kid it like they just kind of confuses them a little bit more on like what they want to do or like who to depend on man you said a lot of good things there my one thing i i want to touch on is the gender war piece the what i think that we need to the gender wars that oh. foolishness needs to stop man that's I'm not sick stopping and tired. anytime soon man bro Yo, every I time i go on social media i see girls aren't this guys aren't that like yeah. what is this about i got a hot take I got a hot take for that. Go on. Um, cause I, I listened to like a decent amount of like the, the like, um, like I, I went, when Cam, Kevin Samuels was having his mm. little run, I was listening to him. 
I listen to like the Fresh and Fit podcast and like my understanding from like what it is from both sides is both sides want the same thing, but they don't want to give up what they want for that thing. You know, so like yeah. women they want a man to be protective, um their caregiver and do it like all the all the stuff that basically like what our dads would do for our mom, make sure everything is good mm-hmm. and all that. But then within that same breath, they're saying niggas ain't shit i don't need niggas um i'm a boss bitch i'm this i'm that and some women are moving like men's <laughs> and then you have some men's moving like women yeah so it just kind of feels like things are just kind of like reversed but then it's also like this confusion because from a guy's perspective like for what women want i feel like it's unrealistic because they don't do what they're supposed to do in their roles like the amount of times I've heard a woman say, like, yo, I don't cook. And I'm like, yeah, what do you mean you don't cook? <laughs> no, but, like, like, think about it this way. Like, with the world that we are in now, you know that there's a lot of um, traditional role confusion. Like, based on how we grew up, we knew our moms were usually taking care of home. Our dads were taking care of outside mm-hmm. of home. Yeah. That, that was how we grew yeah. up. Now, obviously, with the cost of living, you know, all the stuff we see now, all the experiences, Everything is a bit blended. In yeah. my eyes, mm-hmm. that means that you need to find people or a partner that you feel balances you out. Whether you're more masculine or more feminine, you know, you need to get a partner that, you know, balances you out. If you can't cook or if you can't cook, you need to find somebody that, you know, can cook. This whole, you know, like where it's like they're hedging their bets kind of. They want a man that can, you know, provide everything they want for them but they don't want to be able to provide anything to him other than just looking good Mm -hmm. sex and that's it you know and then yeah no but that's not the only thing like come on if you have a partner i don't want that much mike don't 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 go down this road you do not want a partner that only (laughs) he's gonna get himself in trouble (laughs) bro you have a girl man and i know she's not like that so stop this no let me no no sorry to interrupt but what i'm going to say is these those individuals that do those things they see Mm -hmm. people on instagram they see those trophy wives and they want to they want to they want to live that life but think about that's why they prepare their bodies in those think think about the type of guys that can pay for that lifestyle okay what percentage exactly that's one percent of men this is literally takes us down the kevin samuels path Literally, there's 1% of men, men live that lifestyle. If every single girl, there's more women than men. If every single girl wants a man that lives like that, what is the chance that any of, like, all of them are going to get it? There's going to be side chickens, side chicks. There's going to be, like, you know, many divorces. There's going to be all these things if all these girls are chasing that, which tells me that they're going to have to settle for a guy that's not in the 1%. Now, you could be, now, you know, someone good, but like, if you're not willing to do anything, what the hell? So I, I actually mm-hmm. know some girls and they say their target is uh, 150K and up, right? That's, that's still, that's still that's 1%, 1%, bro. It's not really you, that high. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to say that's part of the 1%, okay, fine. Mike, I thought when you Mike. said the one percent, I thought yeah, anything anything six figures, I would say is like a part of the one percent because like not a lot of people make six figures. Six figures is like it, it's it's managed. The majority of people don't make that much, 
But I'd no. say like six figures alone is like not that high. But once you say 150, 150 is pretty high, man. Like you yeah. got to be older. The most most part of the people that make 150 plus are like mid 30s to 40s. The majority of them yeah. are. So like you're waiting to get a man that's 35, 40. You can't cook. You can't clean or you're unwilling to. All you want to do is look good and you think you're going to be able to hold that person down. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that person's been around already. Like they like they already know what they're looking for. They know what they want. They're not they're not trying to deal with someone that's like still trying to work their Bro, way up. Like unless it's like someone like in their early 20s or someone that's 19 and it's like, "All right, I'm going to groom you to what I want." But then they can choose any girl too. So but they can get a girl that's already yeah. like that. But let's if we're going to yeah. cuz let's quote Kevin Samuel those one those guys on a one percent why are they do they always go for someone who's younger well most of them i think that the majority of them think about kids so like that's that they're the most desirable people out there so then if you are the most desirable you literally can choose the from the majority of women are you going to mm -hmm. choose somebody that's older or younger normally you know what i mean like you're most likely going to choose somebody that's younger than you but I, but I feel yeah. like they pick the younger ones because they're more naive. You can mold them, right? Rather than the older yeah. ones, they're all tough and everything, so you can't really no. But the older <laughs> you know, ones too. The you want okay. So if okay, let's just think about it like realistically. Thirty-five to forty years old. If you meet a woman that is single, that's thirty-five to forty years mm -hmm. old. There's a high chance that she's been in multiple relationships. Is she single that haven't gone well? I'm not saying 100% guarantee, but there's a high chance. There's a high chance they also have kids. You know, sometimes there's a reason mm -hmm. why they're not saying they're not in a relationship too. You know, like it could be crazy. There's yeah, so many things that you can look at. So if you have the choice, why would you choose that? Especially if it comes down to yeah. money. We've already said, and you got exactly options. ninety. Like I'm assuming the majority of girls want a guy that's in that category. So if the majority of girls want, that's literally what ninety five, ninety nine percent of girls want you. Why would you just choose any girl? You can be more discretionary, yeah. and all power to the women that are like really decent looking. If those are the guys that want you, and you, all you have to do is look good, just do your thing. You know what I mean? Do whatever you gotta do to get them. But like, it doesn't make sense. Not everyone's going to get the 1%. So you may need to, you know, learn a skill. You don't need to cook, <laughs> but maybe shovel, you know, do something, do anything. Yeah. You got to bring, yeah, you got to bring something to the table. Cause, um, like even for me, like whenever I hear like a woman say like, they don't cook or nothing for me, that's, that's like automatic red flag. Cause I'm just like, what do you mean? You don't know how to cook. That means what goes through my mind there from there is like, yo, fast food all the time I'm not even trying to have that so like that kind of like makes me be like all right so i'm not even trying to be around during the learning purpose like process of you learning how to cook what if she's like, unwilling to learn that means i'll be i'm gonna be huh? what if she's unwilling to learn too well like from there on it's like what else are you bringing to the table you know what i mean because that's like a big that, that, that that's a big piece of the pie for I've, me if you can throw I've, down but i feel like you know, as long as you can bring a smile to their face, that's all they want, you know? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Bring a smile to whose <laughs> face? Like, to, to the guy, let's, let's just, uh, the girl. If the girl could just bring a smile to his face, he's going to be fine. 
Mike. By doing by doing Mike, what? Stop this foolishness, man. No, just if no, no, no. Just makes him happy, makes him feel young again, makes him feel involved. You know, Mike. That's all she really needs to do. Just make so, him happy. Nah, if I got <laughs> options, yo, I can just I I can I I can find somebody else. I'm not hearing that, Mike. You gotta stop, if, yo. If I if yeah, if my options are up there like that, I'm not trying to waste my time with someone that's like, yo, I'm just I'm just trying to make you happy. It's like a hot meal make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what makes me happy i don't want to be the the only one in that relationship knowing how to cook and and all that but i stuff. think i think once you're in that one percent money's not really an option so if you drop maybe 50 bucks for uber it may not really hurt your pocket right what do you bring to the well, table i was gonna say i'm i'm not even i'm not even a rich guy but like usually like first date i'm like paying like 100 bucks for like the date you know what i mean so it's like like i like I, even like when i listen to like the fresh and fit podcast they've they've even explained it too where they were saying that guys date down but women only date up that's not entirely you know? true and there's anomalies out there for sure but i'd say the majority is like yeah that. but like it's it's just yeah yeah the majority of people they like even for like for like me like i would i wouldn't mess with someone that's making less than me because like i don't have a problem with that you know what i mean it's just kind of more of like, okay, what else can you do other than that? Because like money for me, if, if she's not making a lot of money, that's not a problem. You know, as long as you have aspiration, you have goals, you have hobbies, you have, you're able to do something that I can benefit from as well. I feel like that's just goes back to the balance part. You know, if you're making all the money, like you need some sort of balance. If you're making 50% of the money mm-hmm. she has to make, you know, some of the money if you can cook and she can't what can she do that you can't like i'm not saying that you have to cook all the time but like you know what i mean at least try to cook learn to cook you know bring something yeah. you need balance you know because this is another thing like when people move out when you finally move out of your parents home and you're living by yourself you're gonna have to cook you're gonna have to clean you're gonna have to do all that stuff by yourself so when you ever i hear people that say they can't cook that's bullshit they just don't want to cook you know i mean it's just like these things are just things that they're not will they don't think they need to do you know and that's a problem Mm -hmm. and that goes back to where i was saying positive role models where do these people learn this stuff like yeah i grew up I, I'm pretty sure, I, I'm, I'm just assuming, your household, your dad mm. usually was the one that was working. I'm a, all of our parents work now, I know for sure. But our dads were usually working, our moms were usually taking care of us, for the most part. Moms yeah. took care of the husband too. Kids. So then we're, we're growing up now, and then we're saying that we can't cook. We're not willing to do this. Where is this coming from? TikTok. <laughs> no, I hear that. It doesn't add up where it's coming from, man. Like, just balance each other out. That's all it is, man. If you can't get a person in the 1%, you're going to have to settle for somebody less, and you're going to have to bring something to the table, you know? That, that's, all, that's how life should be. Just, like, yo, everyone has their partner out there. They just need to find them. Uh, a wise girl once told me, she said, a relationship is like a business agreement, right? To get, you got to give, so. Quid pro quo. Yeah, that's a good quote right there. Maybe it should uh, be a tattoo. Maybe it could be. I was also gonna say, hopefully, if if like whoever's listening to this actually takes the the good quote right there, <laughs> the good word, I should say. Well then, man, 
we did focus on this topic a long time, man, and we went around. It was <laughs> actually pretty good. But um, you did touch on something that I wanted to talk about, real estate. Mm-hmm. Yo, honestly, do, do you have any real estate yet, Dre? No, I'm not there yet. All right, man, because right now, man, we talked about a house that was selling for, they listed at $1, $1. not too long ago. Man. Did you see how much it sold for? 1.2 mil? Yep. Crazy. Bro, like. So it was just like a bidding war for it. Bro, that's all it was, man. It's just a tactic to get all these people to bid, 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 and drive the price up. There was no way they were accepting anything less than what the value of the house was. But they did sell for not that high. So maybe that means positive things for us people trying to get into the market. I just think they wasted a lot of people's time. A lot. You know, because, you know, buying a house or getting a mortgage for a million dollars with a lot of people's credits uh, these days, pretty difficult. Super difficult. But yeah. they, need to, they need to stop that whole tactic thing that they're doing. Because it's not... It, again, you know, I said it last week. The whole fact that you're playing around with something that's so important to someone. Like, let's say there were families, right? And they were maybe getting kicked out, right? And they were renting. And they needed a place to uh, to live. And then they saw this $1 uh, house. You know, they applied, see if they could get it, spend all that energy, all that time. And then, boom, right there. You know, bid and war at a million dollars. It's gonna. It's messing up a lot of people, messing up their finance, their planning. It's terrible. I, I hate it, to be honest. There should be a rule against doing that. I know that that was something that that like all the parties during the election was like really emphasizing on was the fact that um <clears throat> they're trying to get rid of i guess the fact that like a lot of the like a lot of these real estate agents that like buy houses and just flip them or just regular people that buy houses and flip them and um i know that they want to eliminate the bidding war but i i don't really see that becoming a thing only just because of the fact where it's like it's just kind of like that's how life is if you don't have enough money then that's your problem but like, I just think they should like put like a certain cap on it to be like, okay, if we're doing a bidding war, you can only bid as much as like, you can only hike it up by like, like let's say um, uh, like like thirty percent from the original asking price. <laughs> That'd be crazy, man. Especially knowing now that like another article I saw regarding this is that the majority of people that are bidding on houses is investors. People that already have properties, mm-hmm. they're basically taking equity out of their house to invest in another property. Like those people, they yeah. already have more money. They have more liquid money. They basically can do whatever they want. And especially if let's say you have a house that's 1.1 million and then you want to buy a property that's like 500,000. If the government's like, no, you can't, you know, we're going to give it to this person that's never bought a house. These people would be like, what the fuck? And then conversely, like if you list it at $1 and then you're like 30% higher, that's like what? $30. Yeah, that's your fault. Don't post Bro, it dollar. Like that, <laughs> that's on that's you. That's not happening, man. Like these, these. Nah, that's on you. You do your research. Man, I feel like somebody needs to step in on this, man. It's just getting insane. Um, People are like, they're not 
able to move they're not able to go anywhere and like if ontario wants to still you know hold the weight that they have in this country especially when it comes to politics and stuff they need to do something about this real estate market because i'm looking outside this province and when you look outside this province the amount of money that you're spending on houses here you can get like a mansion in different parts of the country so they're good there's going to be like a mass yeah. exodus out of toronto in a few years even 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 in america too like for what for what you're paying for these houses people are thinking that like you're living in mansions because it's like you're living in like a 1.5 million dollar house that's yeah. crazy and it's like yeah it's good we have a four bedrooms but like if i were to go here and pay 1.5 mm -hmm. mil it's like double double or triple the size Bring it makes that no sense bring that million to florida you're getting a pool in your backyard <laughs> bro even bring it out west go to like alberta man i'm telling you the house you would no, get not is not crazy. vancouver no, no no okay let's not even talk about there yeah, man. vancouver's mud <laughs> like, that's, that, that's like toronto on steroids man apparently on the prices i've seen and yep. heard of there and and that's kind of and, and that's kind of why i feel like in toronto they're not really going to change anything because like they know at the end of the day toronto's a hot spot you know what i mean and a lot of people are going to come to Toronto no matter what, you know, like it doesn't really matter if, if uh, the price, if a house or not even a house, like a condo, that's like a one bedroom is um, a condo. That's a one bedroom. You're going to be paying like 3 million. People are still going to pay for that because it's downtown. That's basically what you're paying yeah. for. You don't yeah. want it to get, like places like hong kong i was i watched like a couple of videos read articles on this apparently over there it's like impossible for some people to even find any housing so much so that people that do have places sometimes they live in places that are no bigger than a closet is that what you want in toronto is that what you want in canada yo that's what's that's what's gonna come it down will. to because yeah. um Everyone, everyone's buying real estate down here because I don't know if you guys heard that Pharrell bought one down here as well. Bro, yeah, uh, like you? that's something I feel like they need to kind of control too. I feel like I, I know that this may be a little bit um, too aggressive sounding, but I mm -hmm. feel like they need to cap how many people are able to buy that don't live in the country. And if they are allowing them to buy, I feel like they should tax them a little bit more heavily than people that do live in the country. The reason I feel that is that it just encourages people in your country to, you know, live the Canadian dream. Man, you want people to be able to think that they can at least have a better life for themselves. There's people that are making $200,000 combined salaries in their house and they can't afford a house. How does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. And then somebody that doesn't even come to this country just buys up all this property, then rents it out to us causing bidding wars because all they care about is money at the end of the day because they're not even here yeah. what are they gonna do you know and then if like i've i've heard of it time and time again when i went to york like kids their parents had money would buy them condos here and then their kids are just here going to school once they're gone they you know it's like they're just renting it out or they sell it's like these guys yeah. are benefiting off this all their that's their right you know like they have the money but we need to put some sort of rules to protect us too they it will never be fixed you know a money talks and money walks right so as long mm -hmm. as those people outside the country inside the country as long as they're paying we're on you know because remember it's the banks that's giving out these loans right so you don't 
you don't want the country's mindset to start changing. When people don't have hope, they start acting like they don't have hope. And that's not the type of behavior you want in a country. You don't want people... Yeah, because their homeless rates are pretty yeah, high Yeah, you don't well. want people stealing, looting, robbing. Like, you don't want that stuff here. So you got to do something to protect some of the people. You know, at least the people... You know, $200,000 combined salary in a family should be fine to buy a house. You shouldn't have to go broke buying a house if you're making that kind of money. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's the, I just think that's just the time we're living in now. Like, and that's kind of where they're trying to push everyone on like more of the outskirts of the city rather than have them in the GTA. Because like, if you've seen it too, like they're pushing more people to Milton. They're pushing more people to like Acton. They're pushing people over to uh, Niagara. Like somebody Niagara. So it's like to them, they're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, everyone wants to live in the GTA because you know the GTA is where it's popping. There's but that's where all here. the work is too. You, know, you want, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of, but that's kind of why now they're trying to expand out on things. Because I, I like even someone I know that lives in Hamilton, he was telling me that now they're starting to have more jobs out there compared to like before, like the last like five years. Because before they would just do more of um. They would just do uh what's it called? They would have to end up working in Mississauga. They have to end up working in Brampton. They have to mm-hmm. work in Toronto. But it's just as you were saying earlier, you know, everything comes with time, and you just got to give it. You just got to give it some time and just hope for the best with um with him. But I think the fact that like especially now things are remotely and now like because of the pandemic, it forced a lot of companies to do more work from home jobs. I think it'll end up working out. It, hold on, so I just think the cost of living here is just going to keep going up. They need to do honestly. I like that last point. I hope it's true because, like, even where we work, the like I've been hearing that they're going to try to get us back in the office. So you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that have moved too. If they tell us we don't need to be in the office as much, that would just help me because then I could go further, you know, show up once a month. I I can live with that if I have to drive like an hour, two hours just for once a month. But that's not what they want. These Mm -hmm. people seem to want to have us living here or in the office way more than we need to, which is something I don't think makes much sense. Well, well, they need a one monitor and make sure that you guys are doing your work. And two, stop this, man. They can't just have that building empty, right? So they sell need... it, man. But who's going to sell it now with everyone rem- working remotely, right? Yeah. I just think that they, like, like it, it can work. But I think it comes down to at the end of the day, it's like a power trip. As you were saying, Mike, about the um, like them being able to monitor people. And um, that's really what, what it's really going to come down to at the end of the day. But I feel like... A, like at the end of the day they're gonna end up making it that people are gonna work from home more just because the fact that they see how efficient it is but um a lot of people even say it's just that people are more efficient when they're at home when they work because they just work like you don't really have the distractions of like the office of like you walking around people like walking up to you and be like hey what's going on and everything you go into the cafe and then you're chilling for a bit so it's just kind of like to them it's like okay well it makes more sense for us to have people at home but i think it's just a lot of these companies have like a a lot of old a lot of old mindsets and it's just kind of more of when 
those people either die or when they get fired <laughs> or they retire that's just kind of where um we're actually going to get to a point where you're going to see more ceos and more companies be like okay yeah we're where we're more for the future because this makes more sense especially with everything starting to become virtual it's kind of it's kind of better in that sense because now it's like if i'm in a like if like meta for example if like a company's like okay um we need you guys to come in to the metaverse for three hours this week because we, we, we need to have a meeting and we're just going to talk and we're just going to see how everyone's doing and everything Ooh, dallas is about to make a big play no man but um but yeah so it's just kind of like the fact of the fact that uh what's it called eventually i think it's just going to get to that point it's just the people up top we they either need to get with the times or they're just gonna get fizzled out fair enough man hopefully everything you're saying is true the one thing i don't like is the metaverse i don't feel like we need to go in there to do these interviews or these uh meetings I'm for that, bro. We I'm, literally I'm have teams. We have Zoom. Why do we need to be in the metaverse? No, no. You need, you need the, you need, you need a interaction a few times, right? That face to face. Like, yeah. I went to Service Ontario to uh, get my health card, so I actually took off my mask, and a lot of people were looking at me. And when people were taking off their mask and they were taking, I was actually like, I got caught staring, right? Because I was like, whoa, I actually see someone's face. You know, it's. It's pretty sick. You yeah, know? I would just be like, "Yo, is this person?" Is, is, I'll be like, "Is this thing cute?" And they'd be like, nah. All right, all right, I'm nah, off nah, of this. It was, it was an older lady, you know, but it was just like, wow, she's like, I can actually see someone's face that's not living mm-hmm. in my household. It was, it Bro. was sick. What? I don't know. Maybe because I've I've been to like a few parties. I've been to a few parties and people haven't been wearing masks like every like um i've been to i was at this uh clothing i was at this clothing event where they were just showcasing showcasing like their their um their, their all their stuff they're selling merch and everything shout out to adida Masterix. Mm-hmm. um so like when i was there there was at least like not all at once 200 people but at least 200 people like were passing through that's actually crazy and that room was yeah that room was packed um and like no one was wearing a mask. We went to the after party. After parties were ramp packed. No one's wearing a mask. Everyone's chilling. People are talking to each other's faces and everything. Like that like COVID's not mm. even a thing no more. How'd you feel? And it's uh for me personally, I, I felt a bit of anxiety when I was there because I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like, yo, know, this is too much people for my liking right mm-hmm. now. But like I think now if I were to go to like a club or any parties like that again, I should be fine. It's just because that was like my first big gathering. It was like, yo, this is like this is crazy like like the fact that just a year ago we were just all cooped up in our house you don't even want like like that people up or nothing you just straight fist now it's like we're all up back in each other's faces again like like covid's basically done it's just we only wear the mask just because you got to wear the mask to come in or just you got to wear the mask just for like public perception was there was there anyone at that party that made that might have sent any signs of them feeling uncomfortable because i've been i've been to not like a like a house party right where someone has a mask in their hand and you could tell they want to put on their mask but because no one else has it they don't have it Mm, on i've been there right right so like 
Um, so far, not like not that I was paying attention to, because like I wasn't really paying attention to other people when I was there. I was just more focused on like, holy crap, there's a lot of people. Holy crap, there's a lot of people. So I wasn't really focused on like how everyone else was feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But um, from my own experience, it's just kind of more of like, um, it was just more of just like, yo, this is a lot of people here. Like this is actually wild. I can't believe we're back to this again you know but um i actually have a funny story because i remember when i went to like uh, f- uh food basics mm-hmm. the other day and i forgot and i forgot to put on my mask not even because like i was just trying to prove a point or nothing it was literally i went from my physio appointment and i'm going to food basics and now i'm like all right i usually just slide my mask down but like that day i took it off and then i forgot to put it back on Walk through the whole store, made eye contact with everyone and everything, act like nothing, like nothing was wrong until like I scratched my nose, and I was like, "Yo, I don't have my mask on." <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already walking towards the self checkout, and I'm like, "Yo, I don't have a mask. Like this is crazy." And no one said anything, but it's just kind of more of like I just think right now it's just temporary. Like we just have like maybe like they they extended that mandate till to like March, so like we probably have just up until then. I like honestly, whenever I see somebody without a mask now, I'm always like in the grocery store, especially in the height of it, like malls, you would always look at them like, okay, like, all right, everything's good. You know, I mean, that that's how I, I thought I was like, yo, these guys are just, you know, like everything is normal. People don't care. But then somebody else in the store would, you know, put down their mask and I'd see somebody go over and be like, hey, put up, put put on your mask so i feel like it's all about how you mm. walk around how you carry yourself in the in the moment and that's how people yeah be gauge if they can yeah. actually say something to you because if they feel like you're gonna pop off at them they will not say anything to you that's for sure but i just i personally feel like they're just yeah. ignorant at times if you know like i you know what time we're in right unless like in some situations you actually do forget it but there are just some, I want to say 90% are just, they're just being flat out ignorant and they're Girl, being, bust, they're being difficult. I feel like if you are vaccinated, you're wearing your mask, you know, like if you're doing all that stuff, I feel like you shouldn't really care as much as you do. You know what I mean? As long as the person's not being nasty, if they're being nasty, then yeah. you got to say something, be like, hey, back up. Stop doing that. Put on your mask, whatever. But short of that, like coughing with their mouth open and stuff, yeah. like that, like without like without covering. Bro, their I've mouth. been in grocery stores. Like I've been, I was at Shoppers Drug Mart, and like there was this man. He was just standing there, mask on, just started coughing like crazy. And then like me, my wife, and like this teller all looked at him, like, "Yo, what the hell's up with this guy? Why is he in this store? Why don't they kick him out?" It's just like <laughs> that's when I'm like, "Okay, what's going on here, man? Like, you gotta chill." But besides that, man, it is what it is. Yeah. And like times like that, like that, that's when I'll be like, yo, I have no problem with the whole mask situation because it's like, yo, <laughs> we're like, like to avoid that because there's a lot of dirty people out there. Oh, so like it, it just kind of protects everyone from that. But like, I feel like after this, people are going to kind of start being more like, I guess they're going to be okay with wearing a mask. It's not going to really be looked at upon weird. Mainly just because, like, I don't think COVID's going anywhere. Um, this definitely here to stay. But I also don't think, um, uh, what's it called? 
I don't think they're gonna get me with that third booster shot though. They can miss me with that though. Okay, so that that's something that I heard you mention on your podcast for sure. Like you said, you let them miss you with it. But what are you gonna do if they're like you can't get on a plane without the booster shot? I'm outside, bro. I'm outside. Yo, you're not stopping me. I have two shots. No, no, a plane. If they say you're you can't get on a me. plane, you're not stopping me. So then, it's why did you even get the first one? I got two. I got two shots already. If you're gonna tell me that, yo, now you gotta get the third. They're gonna yo, tell already, you one more. Just yo, one I'm more. already. I was already mad the other day when I went to. Well, I didn't actually bowl, but like I went bowling just just for the vibes with the homies. So, I showed the guy like my my vaccine and every, my vaccine uh, receipt. And then the guy was like, nah, 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 you can't, we don't accept those no more. We have to get you to, to what's it called? Um, to go on the Ontario website and you have to get the new receipt. And I was like, why? I'm like, I'm showing you the digital thing on my phone. Like, it's not like, it's not like the, you know, the old receipt that they give mm-hmm. you when you first get it. It's the actual one that, that you, uh, what's it called? The QR code? Yes. Yeah, like the QR code that you can add to like your, your, uh, what's it, what's the thing called? Your, your Apple wallet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So like it was one of those. So I was like, yo, like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean I need to download this other, this other receipt? Because you're telling me that this one's not going to work. And he's like, yo, well, we need to scan it. And I'm like, yo, so scan this one. He's like, yo, it doesn't usually work and blah, blah, blah. And I was already getting cheese. Cause I was like, bro, my vaccine thing's real. Bro. And you're pressing me and telling me I need to get another receipt. Like, yo. That 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 would piss me the f off, man. Like honestly, I low key, and I've heard people do this where they're like, "Hey, show me yours. If you show me yours, I'll show you mine." And these people would be like, "No, I'm not showing it to you," because at a lot of these workplaces, essentially, like the, a lot of the essential ones, you don't actually have to be vaccinated at this current state, right, to work there. So how does that mm-hmm. make any sense? You know, like I go to my gym. And then they're like, you can't go in because you're not vaccinated. And then I know that a person who works there is not vaccinated. How does that make any sense? Why are they yeah. allowed there and I'm not? You got to make it consistent across the board. Either don't ask or ask everybody and just leave it at that, man. It's one or the other. Or just accept or just accept what I show you. Bro, dude, like I know. <laughs> it's not like I was, it's not like I'm showing you're not the paper. pressing it. Like I'm not even showing you a piece you're not, of paper. You're not causing any problems. You're literally just, you have it too. Like you're showing it to him and he's causing problems for you. You should have just, you're, you're a big man. You should have bodied him. What? Yeah, why are you as resulting? Well, I was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm not resulting, <laughs> but I just went, body the man. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame Ron for that, but you already know usually for me, I'm usually not trying to body man's because I'm a big guy, so when the, the minute I start raising my voice, people start getting intimidated. I, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't, usually, so you better watch that. People? Yeah. You know, maybe Mike. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm bone crusher. I'm never scared. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm never scared. Oh, man. Funny guy, man. But, like, yeah, we, like, I'll just touch on a few other things. Um, did you guys see that... Uh, who wants smoke challenge the nardo wick song with the school yeah yeah yo these kids in the school they had like this montage video on tiktok i saw the video it was pretty it was pretty cool it wasn't bad it's yo, late. and oh, then they all got suspended 50 kids got suspended for this 50 plus yeah all they, yo, all they did all the, it's not even like they were using real guns they're just using their or fingers their phones, and their phones. Yeah. bro like honestly like that is the stupidest thing ever man the, now, the suspension crazy now the school apparently has a policy that states that if you 
promote anything that can cause harm, you are breaking the code, which can result in a suspension. No, nah, I feel like if a, if if a white man was rapping that song or or singing that song, they would have been like, "Nah, nah, nah it's cool." It's a but trend. yo, it's it's a TikTok. Like, if there was white kids in the video for one, and I did read an article somewhere that said that apparently there's like a big football game, so they said that the the students were po- possibly directing it to the school that they're playing in that football game. Come on, that's they they reach. Yeah, hey yeah, man, yeah, like when I play you when I play university football, like UFT Toronto. Even though we weren't that good, we had a beef. I saw Western and what Queens. They had big beef at their games. Like these are things that can be real when they say them. But come on, that video was pretty soft, man. Like they got it. It chills. was harmless. It's yeah, definitely it's like harmless. They, it's not like they tagged. It's not like they tagged the school or they tagged the. Like the other students or something, it was just literally like, "All right, we're gonna do this uh this challenge that I seen on TikTok." What was the what was and the end pro? Like, were they thinking the suspension is gonna solve everything? Because to me, if I was one of those students, it's just gonna cause me to rebel even more. Yeah, but like, screw the school. Yeah. School's whack. What are you gonna do though? You get suspended. You get suspended, man. If you go to the school and you're suspended, you get even suspended for longer. So you just leave it be. People are gonna complain about it, do whatever, and just move on. The last day of school, I'm doing a, mm-hmm. I'm doing a crazy prank. Oh yeah, school's oh, catching crazy. it. Crazy. Like you, 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 you thought what we did with back then was a lot. It was bad. What would you do? Planning for the next couple of years. If you could do something, what would you do? I'd egg all the teachers. I'm doing something to the cars, <laughs> and I'm letting some type of animal loose in the school. It's either yeah. rats or frogs or rabbits, but I'm letting something loose. It's going to look like Jumanji my, in school. <laughs> <laughs> my, my sister's grade, when they were leaving, um, she told me something I thought was really clever. So all the kids kept talking. All the grade twos, they were like, yo, everyone be ready at 2 o'clock. Everyone be ready at 2 o'clock. So they just kept saying this. And you know how teachers are. They hear it. They're always like, oh, man, like, What's going to happen at 2 o'clock? What's going to happen at 2 o'clock? Yo, literally nothing happened at 2 o'clock other than them ordering a whole bunch of food to the school with no recipients. So all the teachers were on guard. They were not allowing any of the kids to do anything because they were waiting for 2 o'clock to happen. (laughs) And then all this food came to the school. So I found that pretty funny. That's a very clever one. I wonder who ended up paying for it. I wonder if the school paid for it. (laughs) because <laughs> like no because you know, none of the students are going to speak up and say it was them <laughs> that's for damn sure i i to be honest i never actually asked how that happened how that concluded at least yeah because i just hope they don't call from their personal phones or if they did they use like one of those like uh they use like one of those uh, or something yeah 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 Yeah, i was gonna say like where you change your voice and then also you, you have like one of those apps that like scrambles your number yeah <laughs> that'd be interesting but that was a long time ago so i don't even know if they would have been able to figure them out mm-hmm. but I, I just there's one other thing for sure i wanted to touch on that i found very funny i was talking to mike about it earlier the did you guys see the wwe video uh seth rollins yeah. game mm-hmm. yo bro okay i'm not gonna lie i'm surprised it's the first time i'm seeing that happen and i've been watching wrestling since like like since i was like a kid like from like stone cold days and everything i've never heard like once that like a fan jumped, jumped on over and you know what one it, of the people i think it's like because, during during the event i should say i think it's because yeah uh the wwe entertainers they actually engage with the crowd mm-hmm. like 
they'll stop, they'll take a picture, they'll, you know, they'll grab their beer and pour on them. So they actually get that great interaction. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times do we always see them going in a crowd and grabbing a chair or doing something? So <laughs> I guess, I yeah. guess they, I guess they get the crowd gets their their money's worth. So maybe that's why no one had the nerve to climb over. But I guess this guy. But so. that fight, you don't think you, you don't think they get their money's worth now when they when they jump over and they start. Oh no! I mean, like just in general, like compared to like what wwe used to be i would say no i i wouldn't i wouldn't say because it's not the quality because when i like i watched it before when it was all about john cena and those guys right but now mm-hmm. when i when i watch it it's kind of just kind of watered down in my eyes mm-hmm. that's the day and age we're in though you can't yeah, be drinking say, beers. Like, there's not a lot of yeah. Well, no, you could, but it's just like there's not a lot of cussing like how it was before, um, and they're not too reckless with like what they say with certain things. Because like I would like tune in like randomly like here or there just to kind of see like what wrestling's saying, but like they've been pushing heavy with like their um with their women wrestlers. They've been pushing heavy with that because I remember before back in the day they used to like have one match and that was it, and now you're getting like maybe you're getting a few. You may be getting like about three or four matches in like every like like every time they have an event, and like they'll have like their their like I think there's more than one women's championship, but like I don't know the really? way the, the yeah. way I can there's, yeah there's like there's they got more than one women's championship. There's like a uh, the the number one, then there's like the tag team. I know those two, and then there's like two other ones. Wow, the Bella Twins always won the yeah. tag team. Yo, Bella Twins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, the whole thing with like the WWE is like I feel like it's becoming so much bigger that it's not gonna be like they're not gonna be the same as they as as they used to be. Um, you think it's getting watered down in a way, just because like there's so much different types of shows now. Because like you have you have a regular WWE with like SmackDown and Raw, mm-hmm. and then you have NXT, I think yeah. it's NXT, mm-hmm. which is like their development league, like their development show where they develop people. And then they have like all this extra stuff with like the WWE network where they have like all these documentaries, all these shows. And we all know like it's not real. Like compared to like how like they presented it back in the day, is that they kind of made it seem so real, but like they kind of keep everything within the comp, like the confine of like the ring or like that moment they don't really carry it outside of the um they don't really carry it outside of the actual the actual event compared to like back in the day if someone didn't like someone there's a high chance that they actually probably don't like each other in real life yeah that's that's actually true yeah one thing one thing that pisses me off about it is i'm seeing Mm -hmm. the same moves over and over again but they just have different names it just like I seen um I was watching a match, um it was with CM Punk because CM Punk's with another mm-hmm. wrestling group AEW is it I think but yeah I seen some moves and I seen the guy that he was wrestling I'm like hold on I swear I seen John Cena doing that but it wasn't called that that was kind of like it just kills it for you because you're like I guess because there's that new generation that comes in after and they're like okay so. I might see it as a spine buster, but to them, 
it might be a spine wagular. Spine crusher or something like that. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's limits to what they can do safely, you know? So I feel like they're always going to recycle the same moves all the time. Yeah, there's only so much. There's only so many moves you can do. Like, I'm pretty sure people are like people are gonna bring back the pedigree soon, or they're gonna bring they're they're gonna bring back the what's it called Undertaker's tombstone or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, like like Shawn Michaels, he had the most basic move, the sweet chin music. The sweet chin was hard. Come on. When someone used to get caught, yo, when people used to get caught with that sweet chin, because he used to come yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> just be like oh Shawn michaels is done let's go smack you sweet chin I, oh Yo. no those slaps are terrible the slaps on the chest when they go back and forth like i think that's a fakest <laughs> thing like no nah, that that was funny man it was always stupid it's like slap and then the guy just stands there and looks at them slap slap it's just so stupid man Yo, that's the woo slap, what's the bro. What's, what's the greatest what's the greatest match you guys ever watched Hey, wow. Ooh. Off the top of my head, I would say what comes to mind was so like this is back in like my parents had like the the illegal satellite back <laughs> in the day and everything. Mm-hmm. And um I was watching uh it was while I was watching a elimination chamber and the elimination chamber had like Triple H, Goldberg, mm. um I think Randy Orton was in it. Ooh, okay. Um I think Kane Batista was in it as well. Damn. I think because I think Batista ended up winning the heavyweight championship after that. Okay. So like I remember watching that and I was like, whoa, this is actually like one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. Wasn't oh, that, John Cena may have been in it. Wasn't that the first, like the first big elimination chamber? Match? I think it may have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like the best one, like one of the best um one of the best ones I've seen. To, I, I never watched any pay-per-views ever so like i don't really think i have like a real match that i ever like watched that was that good really but i mm. like yeah you know like honestly i never but like any rock match that was always my favorite ma- like match uh, no the rock the oh, rock, no rock. <laughs> this guy said not brock lesnar brock lesnar <laughs> come on yo like but when brock lesnar was crazy bro no no that guy is just crazy like there's like after watching him in the ufc i there was no difference between the way he acted in the ufc and wwe so that just told me that's just the way he was yeah. i'm pretty sure that people hated him in the wwe holy oh yeah for sure but but yo they brought him back though yeah, because like of the way he is, man, he's like he was part of like the golden age of wrestling, right? Like people like him, Kurt Angle. I feel like no matter Ric Flair, whenever they want to come back, they'll just allow him to come back. Yo, Ric Flair, JBL. I don't care what anyone says. Yo, G- me and my boys always talk about JBL. We're like we hated that guy. JBL <laughs> comes through. This guy comes through in his limo with his cowboy his hat. <laughs> This cowboy hat, and then this and this guy be running his mouth and be like, "I'm a wrestling god." And I'm like, "Oh, I hate this guy." And this guy used to beat up on Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Yo, wrestling just makes me. When you actually think about it, it is some of the funniest shit you'll ever watch in your yep. life. It is so Yo, dumb. Some good stuff, bro. Yo, it is. some good the, stuff the, on that. I want to say the dumbest thing is like when someone sneaks in the ring, and like messes up the match and a ref does not catch it at all <laughs> like like it doesn't make any sense to me like 
you hear the crowd, you hear the announcer, and you have a body uncaught, unconscious behind you. You're not going to constantly keep monitoring the body just to make sure everything's okay. But no, the person, you know, taps out and, oh, the match is done and they win. And the ref did not catch. It's crazy. Yeah, yo, you gotta, yo, you gotta pay attention to the distractions. So, like, <laughs> even though, even though, like, yo, the guy's putting a submission move, you gotta make sure you tell the guy on the on like on the outside, like, yo, you can't come, you can't come here. And then you know the guy's like, yo, what do you mean I can't come in there? I'm not even coming in there. I'm just <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid, man. It's so cheesy. And, then, but and it's the funny. same at the same time, you you gotta pretend like you don't hear the like hear the crowd because it's more of just you're focusing on the fight, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's true. But but on a, on a side note, but still on the WWE topic, it's so crazy that, because I was thinking about it, when they're in the ring, their acting skills are, they're, they're, they're subpar to good. But then behind, on the big screen, mm-hmm. they do a pretty good job. Because I just watched that Suicide movie, and John Cena was in it, and he was a pretty good actor in it. Bro, he's been oh, acting yeah, he's really for a while, right? He's done multiple movies, so... Like people like him and The Rock, they've found their niche and they've gotten way better. But when they first started, The Rock was terrible. They were not, they were not good, man. I think I saw um, John Cena and Trainwreck for a second. I was like, this is a bad acting job. But I can was only he, imagine oh yeah, he was in Trainwreck. Yeah, for a, only a that. few scenes, man. But he was not that good. So I can only imagine by now he he's gotten good. better. He was good in um, that movie. Uh, what, what was it called again? It's like couples on vacation or something he did. like that. There was one with on vacation. He he did pretty well. There was well a cock blocker or something like that. I didn't watch that one, but it, it looks oh, it's a good one. Okay. Like they have kids. It's prom, so you know what? Guan on prom, mm-hmm. and he was trying to him and yeah. shorty. Was trying yeah, to do yeah, the he was trying to. He was trying to. <laughs> 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 so yeah, he oh, but nah, he he's funny. But you know what I like? I like how they still in all his movies they still maintain his super strength you know even though it's fake because of all them steroids but they always make him like super d's in a movie like he's picking up cars and he's supposed to be an average everyday person but like that yeah but some but some but some of the movies they actually allowed him like to be like a weak guy like in um what was that movie called again um daddy's home too like he came off as like he he he's a big hard head and or like tough guy and everything, but really he's oh, just oh yeah yeah he's just yeah, someone that's yeah. trying to get more time with when his they were daughter. playing football. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, like it, it, I, I kind of like that even like with The Rock, where some of his movies they like they make this guy overly strong. It's like, bro, like come on, like in fast oh yeah, 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 let's cheer, not bro. even get into that shit. <laughs> but no, no, no. But Vin Diesel's stronger than him. So just, yo, he's just a superhero. Yo, yo, come on, bro. Like this bro, is Vin insanity. Diesel's a superhero. Bro. As I as I told everyone, Vin Diesel su- after I seen him Hulk stomp the building, I was like, yo, this guy's a <laughs> wait, 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 wait. All you gotta do is threaten his family. Fast Fury. Which like one? Fast Seven or no Fast Eight? Bro, all of them, he man. Come on. The building, and I gotta, I gotta see which one this is. I th- yeah, it was. I think it was when he was fighting like Jason Statham or something like that, and then he like stomped on the. He stomped on the building, and I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like, how? how like how? Bro, it's crazy, man. That guy is... You, you were talking about Dr. Manhattan last week, about him being Teeth. Vin Diesel is Teeth. As a superhero? Oh, my God. He, he is. He is. Yo, because he's all about family. It could be that, it could be that chain, eh? 
Maybe it's the chain that's giving him power. <laughs> yeah, that cross, that cross might be giving him the powers he needs. Like the man, the man has his, the man has a costume. You know, it's the chain, the black undershirt, and then the blue jeans. That's his. That that's his costume. <laughs> that's his Superman S with the cape. Uh, Did you guys see that meme where um, they had like a bunch of bald guys in, in the family, room? They're just family. Like family, <laughs> family, family. <laughs> I need to get on. I need, I need to get on that wave because this guy, this guy, this guy's family gives him some next strength. Because I want, I want that kind of strength, yo. Yo, he doesn't even work out, fam. That's that's the thing that's crazy is that they don't show that he works out. This guy's always on the run. So. He's a superhero. He doesn't need to work. And out. then to know that this guy who who's so big and could be intimidating, he plays Groot, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. He was also in Pacifier. I don't know if you guys seen that movie. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a comedy. It's like a kid friendly like comedy uh, movie where he. Uh, where he what's it called he like there's this uh, scientist that got killed so then he goes and he's he ends up being the the babysitter for the family just to protect them because like they're looking for this like secret chip or something that he created oh okay. that is definitely that, that a like movie that you would have watched when you were a teenager definitely not something you watch as an adult yeah <laughs> It was one of those. It was, it was one of those Disney movies. Oh, like no, I, God. I'm not even gonna lie. I watched. I watched it more than ten times. It was to me personally back then it was a good movie. I haven't watched it now, but back then that was an A1 movie. Mm. <sighs> okay. Well, did you guys want to touch on anything else? This is probably our longest episode. Uh, let me see. Um, I just want to say, you know, the Raptors are. Oh, We're man. gonna make the playoffs, bro. Stop it, man. Max. No cap. Yes, no cap. They're gonna make the playoffs. Stop uh, it. I got tickets to go see them play on December sixteenth to see them play the Bulls. Okay. So that should be that should be an interesting game. Shout, Demar's gonna be back in the city again. Uh, Debo. So it's good to see that guy back in Toronto. Did you just say what I think you said, Mike? He's trash. You think Demar's trash? That's crazy. Yeah. No, no. He, my bro, my biggest problem with Demar is it's not even that he was being a crybaby when the Raptors traded him. It's not even that. It's the whole fact that... Yo, we huh? broke his heart. Yo, we moved like a true Toronto man against this guy. <laughs> we dashed him to the side for a better thing. Well, <laughs> and, so, and, and then we won the championship. Yeah, yeah. My, only, my biggest <laughs> problem with DeMar is just the fact that, like, you saw how he was acting when there were rumors about him being traded to the Lakers, like you uh, really, yo, he oh he sounds God. like a ting. Like, like who gets giddy over trade rumors? Let's be real. Come on, you know, I, because he may go to a championship he thought he was going, team. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like he's gonna play with LeBron, the guy that that's been slapping him up when he was in Toronto, and like he was in he was in San Antonio. He was he wasn't happy, and then he heard Lakers wanted him. This guy got amped and. These guys decided to go for Westbrook, which is not looking the prettiest, but I, st- I still have the Lakers winning the chip. Me too. But um, but uh, what's it called? Like, DeMar going to the Bulls, I personally think that was better for him just because, like, that team's just more of, like, people that's, like, trying to have, I guess, more fun than actually if when you get scrutinized for everything bad that happens. I, I think they're trying to win, man. 
No, they're trying to win, but like it's not it's not championship or bust, you know. Okay, compared okay, to like no, fair, no, compared fair. to no, the Lakers, to them, to them, they think they because yo, look, you got uh, uh, Vucevic who gets great numbers. Then you got Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, Demar. You and you got a big, you got a semi big four right there. They think they can ball because you got to remember. Look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee technically has a big three, mm-hmm. but their big three. It's probably the weakest big three in NBA history, and they won a title. So Chicago- uh, I don't know about that because you can you, you can say the same about the Toronto Raptors big three, which was like what Kawhi, Kyle, and Pascal. You got to remember, Pascal and Kawhi are the are the big are the <laughs> highest scoring duo in NBA Finals history. So so what, man? Yeah, I was gonna say our big three is probably weaker than than uh, what's it called Milwaukee's. Well. No, no, because if you look at the time that those big threes won their championship, Kawhi, automatic Hall of Fame, and Lowry, mm-hmm. automatic, he's going to the Hall of Fame. On the Milwaukee side... At that point, I, at that point, I wouldn't say he was. I think it was after he won the championship, that's kind of what made him automatic, because like, people had their speculations on Bro. Kyle. Like, obviously, as like Toronto fans, we know what Kyle brings to the table, right? And we knew that his numbers can get retired. But it's just kind of more for, like, the masses. Once he got that championship, everyone's whole perspective on Kyle Lowry changed. They're like, yo, he's a championship point guard. You could win the championship. He's a winner and all that stuff. Do you truly think he's an automatic Hall of Famer? Now, yeah, 100%. Okay. Six-time All-Star, NBA champion. That's I, not enough? I'm gonna, I'll be honest. I have a bias because he is from Toronto. But to me, I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But the people that they're letting in the Hall of Fame, oh, yeah, he could definitely make it. A Hall of Fame should only be filled with the greatest players, in my opinion. By the standards of the NBA, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But he cannot be there the first ballot. Like He's first ballot. He can't. He's he cannot be there. For He's a champion, bro. Like, okay, like th- this. This needs to stop, man. We need to have some sort of standard here for the Hall of Fame. It's like the greatest of all time, the greatest. Yeah, but like what? The, but like what I'm trying to say is like he's a champion. He has a he. He's a six, seven time All Star, and I think he made the All NBA team and and stuff like that. Like. That alone, I think, makes him enough to be first ballot because, like, he, he has the all-star nods. He has the championship ring, and he had, I think he made an all-NBA team. So it's like... As I said, for the standard of the NBA or the Basketball Hall of Fame, he'll get in. Mm-hmm. He cannot be a first ballot. Like, I'm just saying, that is for LeBron James. Like, LeBron James, they should... If they're going to allow Kyle Lowry to make it after five years, five years after, LeBron James should get in the Hall of Fame as soon as he says he's retiring. <laughs> he should get in. Oh, for That's sure. the standard they should do sure. for the greatest because this needs to stop, man. We need to, we need to have some sort of criteria for who the greatest are versus who the goodest are. Like, come so on. So do you think mm-hmm. someone like a Yao Ming should have made it to the Hall of Fame? It's the Basketball Hall of Fame, right? So I know that their criteria, he's going to make it because he was a huge influencer with China and basketball. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. He was one of the best centers at the time. He wasn't the best because he played during Shaq's time. So he he could be a Hall of Famer by that center. In my opinion, nope. I get it. He didn't really accomplish really much, if you actually look at it, because a lot of times he was injured. 
And like a lot of times he made the all-star team was because like China was voting for him. Exactly, yeah, right? The whole country. Exactly, right? So then like what like that shouldn't be your barometer. Like that's my thing about statistics, man. Like it doesn't really matter as much as you think if the player's on a bad team, right? So if they're on a good team and then their numbers are that good, then Whoa. they're definitely Hall Whoa, of Fame. Ron, he was on a good team. Houston with T-Mac at that time or Steve Francis? How many times did he make it out of the second round? But they were always a top seed. Never. They were always a, they were, they were a matter. top seed team. It doesn't matter. It does matter because it means that they were winning in this regular season. No, but he didn't win anything. Oh, By the mean, North American like standards, that. you have to win a championship to be a winner. It doesn't matter if you're first place in the regular season. It's not like Europe with soccer, you know? So if you never make it past the second round, you're, you can't be a Hall of Famer automatically. No way. So what about... So, okay, so I know this is going to be a poor example, but someone like a Charles Barkley, guys that couldn't win a championship, do you think they should still But be, he's one of the greatest players of no, all time. My question is, do you think they... Even though they haven't won a championship, should they still be a... First but he was ballot. one of the greatest players of all time. Okay, so he won ballot. MVPs. He's the first ballot. He okay. like that's the thing. He is better than Draymond Green. But somehow Draymond Green can talk to him because he has three championships. Draymond Green, his three championships, yes, he played a key role, but he would never, ever, ever be considered an MVP of the league. Period. End of story. And because of that, Charles Barkley's a better player than him. Shouldn't have to listen to this blasphemy from Draymond Green half the time he does. <laughs> Yo, Draymond's going to be a first ballot as oh, well. That's, that's wild, bro. Here. That's wild to no, me. No, no, Ron, hey, Ron, Ron. I know you, his, like... Ron, he's a three-time champion. By their standard, the year. by no, their no, no, standard, but Ron, but Ron, he it's is not a even, first no, ballot. No, but we got to, like... The eye test shows that Draymond Green shouldn't be in a hall of fame but ron his resume and he did it for like i know kyle lowry hasn't done it for a long period of time but draymond has been doing it since we were in humber days till now so he has a good body Bro, i acknowledge like almost close to 10 years nba standard automatic hall of famer he's one of the better well, defender he, players like, yeah so he's gonna he's, get he's a three, two-time defensive player of the year three-time champion he's a, Three-time champion, multiple-time All-Star. how many times did he go to the finals? He went to the finals. That has nothing to do with five him, Five times, though. right? So, look, five times. If you take finals. away Clay and Dre, and, or Clay, Steph, and K, uh, KD, he wouldn't make it to the finals. Or he wouldn't even come close to making it. Can we agree or disagree? But he's not. But the thing is that he he's not that player. He's like a Dennis Rodman type. Exactly right. Where he'll yeah. do all the he'll do all the garbage work. He gets the rebounds. He'll play defense, protect the rim. And he's undersized too, man, six seven, just being like Dennis protector. Rodman, right? But Dennis Rodman had the luxury yeah. of being on two of the greatest teams, like of all time, right? So he was able to win five mm -hmm. championships. He's a really good defensive player. He was the best defensive player on the team, similar to Draymond. But like, yeah, if you took Draymond off the team, I think that they would have been able to win with Steph, Clay, and Kevin Durant no, without him. You know what I mean? I don't think wow. so. I, I feel like you. I feel like you need someone like you need people like Draymond to win chips. But they had like, other players. They're gonna do. Yeah, but like, but no one could do like what Draymond did because Draymond didn't just play defense. He also helped conduct that whole offense. He, he definitely sent did. Screens. 
and stuff like that. He's moving the ball the way it needs to be moved. He'll yep. push the ball. Like he would he would basically set the tone for the team. Again, you but and that's they, and, and that's personally for me where it's like that's probably more important than someone getting buckets. They barely which won seen with KD. They barely won a championship without KD. And they were a slam dunk with KD. You know what I mean? That's how I look at yeah. it at the end of the KD day. Was, KD's top two. He, he was top two best player at the time. Exactly, right? So they were automatically going to mm. win. So regardless if Dre was on that team or not, they were going to win. Oh, with KD. Hey, mm. if you have a That's what I'm saying. If you have a big three, you know, big, like, <laughs> you'll still probably win. But with Draymond, they were a big four. So. And yeah, Draymond kind of just put the icing on the mm-hmm. cake for them. No, he did. Like, that's why I said by the standard, he will be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best defensive players. He played on Team USA. He won three championships. He's been to five finals. He's done all this stuff. He's a Hall of Famer automatically. But if you were trying to compare him to Charles Barkley, I that's think Charles wrong. Barkley's a better yeah, player Charles than Charles Barkley. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That would be disrespectful to Charles. Exactly. Because Charles right? did, like, offensively, Draymond couldn't, like, touch him. Yeah, no. Since we're on the topic of basketball, I just wanted to get you got your guys' opinion. Um, the little brawl with LeBron James. Um, do you think that one game suspension oh. <laughs> was deserved or? No, nah, I think it, I think the ejection was enough for him. I think that whole thing was overblown. Um, really and truly, he did slap him in the face. So maybe one game. I just think that. The whole thing's just overblown. Basketball players, I've already told you this before, they're they're not fighters. When they do mm-hmm. stuff, it's almost always accidental. Yeah. So just leave it be. Yeah, I don't think um I, I just also think that like Isaiah Stewart kinda like blew things out of proportion. He did. Um he didn't really need to chase down LeBron the way he did. He or like attempt to chase down LeBron the way he did. Um, because it's like He's he's like everyone keeps saying the excuse that like yo when you see your blood duh, 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 but it's like yo but there's been players that get slapped in the face and they see blood and they don't act like that you know what I mean and he's 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 old enough to know about the mouse in the palace everyone talks about it you see it all the time whenever they talk about it on like Instagram or something where they say oh top NBA fights like all of us watched it all of us grew up watching it and the way that he acted I think it was just like bro chill out like you like even like your whole coach and everyone's telling you chill 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 it makes me think lebron like said something. LeBron. it made me think he said something it, anything sure that is insane this whole thing's insane i don't think he did no no no. lebron for sure said something right because remember they were holding each other for a little bit before everyone started separating them and then he went buck wild but lebron was talking to him but go but lebron was talking but LeBron's talking to the ref. No, no, that was after. No, no, that's the thing. Like that was after. No, I think I mean, like when he was no, close to him. I remember like they, they like like they were together, and then I feel like if LeBron did say something to him, because I'm pretty sure LeBron's not going to be like I'm gonna elbow you in the face and be like, "Yo, man, hold that. Don't do the the know your place." Like he's not going to say that. He'll be more of like, "Yo, my bad." And then maybe Isaiah Stewart was talking spicy, saying like, "Yo, who do you think I am? I'll body you." And then LeBron's like, "Yo, are you dumb? Like, yo, bro, you're you're a baby. I'll get you kicked out the league." <laughs> exactly. Wilding. It made me think like he said something <laughs> yeah, no, no, to no. get him to act that I, way. I think I, he had to have said something. I think it was one of those things where you're like, "Yo, my bad, my bad." And then I and then he probably said, "Oh, don't tell me it's your bad." And then LeBron's probably like, "Yo, why are you wiling out for? You're you're being extra. Relax." And then once he 
And then I personally mm-hmm. feel like once he saw the blood on his face, then he's like, yo, you really did this to me? Ah, and then that's what I think. These guys are softies, <laughs> bro. They're all softies, man. They just need to leave yeah, it alone. He wasn't going to fight. Westbrook was there to, to ride for LeBron. Like, it's actually funny because one, like, one, of, one of my homies was like, if you were in that situation, are you fighting for LeBron? I'm like, yeah. Are you crazy? I'm trying to win a chip, bro. I'm not making LeBron break his hand or nothing. Oh, yo. I'll fold Isaiah Tom, me Isaiah Stewart, and I know LeBron's paying that fine. Bro, you better watch yourself, man. You better be a fighter before you start talking like that. Because, yo, you. D- I ain't gotta be able to fight. I gotta. I, I'm just saying that I'm. I'm. I'm a ride for LeBron. Bro, you got chill, man. Carry me to the finals. You just gotta baseball, bro. You just gotta fake it, huh? Bro, there was a baseball brawl where two men's got into a fight for foolishness. One player had to retire because he got hit by somebody randomly. Like he 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 just came mm-hmm. into the fight to help his teammate, and somebody hit him in the head. He had to retire just because of a stupid fight defending his teammate. Like yo, honestly, man, these guys they just need to stop. They're multimillionaires. Just leave it alone, man. You guys don't need to be fighting. You're not boxers, man. Just play basketball sports, and go sports. home. With sports, and you should know firsthand when you play street ball, man's always fighting on street on, during street. Not at the not in not where places, I play, especially <laughs> not where I play, because I know they want to fight. So um, I'm just like, I'm, let me go somewhere else. <laughs> the only place I wasn't playing ball in, I did, like growing up, was just in Rexdale, because I already know like man's are coming straight with their with their guns and everything or some kind of weapon mm. to fold me. So like I wouldn't play ball there, but like in Brampton, man's are arguing, man's argue plays, man's get hot, yeah, and. You're, you know, like, like you would tell people, yo, just stick it, just, just stick to basketball. And people are like, nah, this guy's disrespecting me. I need to fight him. And it's like, bro, we're just going to play I just ball. go home, yeah. Yeah. I have no time for this stupid shit. Just man. let them act tough. Hold them back. Hold them back. I, you guys, we're done. We're done. And then <laughs> beef done. Yeah. Everyone goes home. Next week, they're on the same team. Yeah. And they're best friends. And they're getting bare dubs, and they're like, yeah, yeah this is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You see what I mean? Ballers, man. They just just ball, man. Just leave it alone, man. Golly. Stick to ball. That's what yeah. you got to do. Exactly, man. And Mike, you should stick to podcasting. That's it, yo. Nothing else. No more fantasy. No more basketball. No more coaching. No more <laughs> refing. No more your previous job. Just stick to this, and that's yo, it, Yo, Ron won one championship, <laughs> and it really got to his head, eh? My goodness. Well, you know what? Nah, stop this, man. Well, good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you needed it. So good job. Good job. You needed it. Well, everybody, <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 33 of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. Jeez, I'm on the, I'm on the Larry Bird episode. Oh, yes. Jeez, okay. So, so, the, so this... So, so so this is probably the perfect episode because you know we, we we got to you know do a lot of trash talking yeah we did man and we'll see i'm gonna get that five dollars from you <laughs> for sure but we'll see what happens this guy. no hey i'm just you're gonna have to remind me about that because i'm probably gonna forget i'm gonna message <laughs> in our, our work group chat and then you'll see it there so it's gonna be tagged ron's gonna Don't lose that week that. and you guys will forget watch and then you'll never see it yeah you know i will forget <laughs> but he, you know you won't hear about it yeah this guy won't bring it up i'll be like i forgot all about that <laughs> but yeah dre just tell them where they can find you uh, so if you guys want to follow my personal page, you guys can follow me at Dre Splash on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. Same thing, at Dre Splash, but there's an underscore at the end of it. 
Um, follow the Mans or Mossing podcast. Uh, for those that don't, that don't know how to spell it, it's M A N S A R E M O S S I N. In certain places, there's an apostrophe if they allow me to put that character on. Sometimes they don't. And yeah, like you know, we're we're also everywhere. If you guys want to search and listen to the podcast, uh, to I would say today's probably like a little preview of a little spiciness that we bring. The, the, the taste aren't too hot today. <laughs> you know, the skillet, the skillet wasn't popping with oil, but you know, there's a little bit okay, of sauce okay. in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess, uh, guys, again, thanks for listening. You guys can listen to us, the usual platforms. And I'm trying to get us onto Apple. So soon, soon we'll be on Apple Podcasts, finally. All right, guys, but thanks for listening again. One love. One love. Oh, peace.